Hi, welcome. This is Dr. John Demartini. This is one of the most amazing and inspiring shows that you can listen into. If you want to be on the edge of your seats, if you want to open up your heart, if you want to expand your mind, and you want to meet incredible people, stay tuned because you're just about to experience a transformative radio show that will change your life. And you're listening to the Dr. Pat Show is coming up right next. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. Powerful, inspiring, and coming to you live, bringing you stories of people like you and me, busting through and living life full out. Get ready to dare to wonder what your life would be like if you knew you could not fail. Wow. Hey, everybody. Welcome. It's so great to have all of you tune us in and turn us on. Renee Siegel and Sharon K. Ball joining me here today. Why? We're talking about trauma. Trauma meets the some people say Enneagram, some people say Enneagram. I say Enneagram, not sure what it is, but when trauma meets the Enneagram and resilience, resiliency, what does that mean? Let me just start by saying I watched a movie this weekend and moving is an understatement to watch the movie Respect, the story of Aretha Franklin, mm-hmm. Queen of Soul. And I watched that movie thinking about the show with Renee today. And I can't even wrap my mind around that degree of trauma. And today we're going to take a deeper dive into talking about this. But to talk about these conversations, you know, Renee is going to help us not just understand you know, what life looks like or does look like based on who and how we show up. But more importantly, she's got a brand new book coming out. We're going to announce it today, co-authored with Sharon K. Ball. And they're both here today so that we could take a look at trauma. What is it? Is it something that you experience in life? Is it an event? Is it a global phenomenon? You know, what is happening when we think about the word trauma? Once upon a time, there was a very clear description and definition of it. But the world we live in today, you know, those of us in my profession, we're having to change it. We're having to look at things differently. But if you watch the movie about Aretha Franklin's life, you will know one thing and one thing for sure. That is a story that many of us did not know was part of her journey. Today, you're going to get to work with somebody that is just incredibly connected, you know, as an educator, a marriage and family therapist, somebody that understands the inner workings of the Enneagram. But more importantly, you're going to find out what that means. Sharon is joining us here today to talk about the connection of what it means for all of us to grow. How do we connect with ourselves? You know, do we have a preconceived notion about who we are and what we are and who are we to become in the world? And so today we're going to talk about what these types might look like. But more importantly, we're going to take a look at what, you know, Renee is bringing forth in her book. And more importantly, we're going to talk about what the message is. Welcome to both of you to the show. Thanks for having us. Um, I'm really, really excited to be here. This is Renee Siegel and and Sharon and my co-author. I'm so happy to have Sharon. I'm going to let Sharon uh, talk about unpacking the whole notion of like what is trauma and kind of the organization of the book. And then I'll jump in, in in a bit. Yeah, I think it's a great place to start because I think our perception of trauma has changed. And I think most people don't know what it is and don't even know that that is what they're experiencing in the world today. And I also can't wait to hear, uh, Sharon, whether or not you think it's happening more often now than it's ever been. Sharon, it's great to have you. I love that question. I'm going to start backwards with, with what you just said. Is it happening more now than before? And I just think we know more about it now. I think it's always been happening, but we didn't know how to recognize it. Um, address it and see it for what it is. And and that goes back to your first statement, you know, what is trauma? And, um, you know, for us, when we write in this book, it is the experience of something that floods you that's disturbing, but it's the experience in your body. 
not just an emotional experience, it's a body experience. So this could be anywhere from emotional verbal abuse, which sometimes gets overlooked um, and is not recognized as traumatic, all the way to a full-blown natural disaster, you know, the fires going in California, the hurricane on the South Coast, and anywhere in between. So it's, it's an event or an experience that floods your body, it overwhelms you, um, and you don't know what to do with it. So it kind of shuts you down. Now, these are not, this is not like a stressful event. Um, Renee and I talk about this in the book is it's not like your alarm in the morning going off like it did with me this morning. And I'm like, that can actually be helpful. <laughs> you know? um, so stressful events are not traumatic in nature, but all traumatic events are stressful at some level, if not at a very deep level within your body. And, and I think that, you know, when we're talking about this, right, you know, we're talking about, uh, first of all, an understanding, because if we don't have a sense of what's going on, if we don't have a sense of this, it's not really clear that we can do anything about it. <laughs> right? And that's what I think is the insidious nature of what we're experiencing today. Insidious is one of my favorite words now when we talk about things like this. I mean, it's like a word that, you know, nobody has studied the word, but it's a word, right? Mm -hmm. um, and I love the word to describe what's happening and what you're bringing forward um, in what you just said, Sharon. Renee, for you, I, I, I mean, this book and writing this book, um, this has been an important conversation to open up the world of understanding for me. Mm -hmm. Tell us more about the book, but, you know, tell us behind the book, who are you trying to help? Who is the message for? Because I think that's so important in the world today, Renee. So I, I didn't hear your whole question because it froze for just a minute. So could you repeat the question? I'm sorry. Yeah, I, it's tell us about, the, the book in terms of, you know, when people rise up and bring a book forward, they bring it forward because there's a powerful message in it that you want the world to hear. Yes. And, you know, let's talk about what that message is. Let's talk about the book, but also, you know, who is the book for? Yeah. Because if we're talking about trauma, just may, let me generalize. We're talking about trauma. There's a lot of people that are having experiences of burnout, exhaustion, beyond stress, immobilization. I could go on, but I'd rather you go on, Renee. <laughs> yeah, well, thanks. Thanks. Thanks for the question. And what prompted us to write the book, both of us are clinicians. You know, I was educated as a marriage and family therapist. I work as an addictions therapist. So I've seen a ton of trauma, both in relationships and in addictions, for sure. Sharon's a licensed professional counselor. And we noticed that in our practices, we were just seeing a lot of trauma and we both are Enneagram teachers and, and master teachers too. So what, what we both noticed was that if we looked at the distinct way a particular personality type was handling or managing a traumatic response, it looked different than many of the other types. Yeah. And the pandemic lent itself to exposing that in a magnified way. You were isolated from those people that you loved. You were getting fear messages and uh, on a daily basis. It was global and not just, um, you know, uh, in your neighborhood. Your travel was restricted. Your limitation to not just your family, but your colleagues and friends. I mean, all of these kinds of things were happening. And we, we knew that the rate of seeking mental health treatment was skyrocketing. But what we noticed specifically was that if you looked at, at how people through the lens of their specific Enneagram type were strategic, stra strategically trying to manage all of this, it looked a particular way. And it was like, oh my goodness, yeah. we really need to write about this. And, and not just as trauma is unfolding in the world and we're understanding more about it, but how the Enneagram specifically has an important way of lending even a, a more specific, um, exquisite look at trauma. And so we came together and decided to write a book about 
trauma and we address in the book, not just natural disasters in the pandemic, but we address lots of other types of trauma, sexual assault, uh, family violence, complicated grief, um, lots of types of trauma, addictions, and, and all sorts of things, in addition to the fact that everybody who is existing and breathing right now has experienced because of what's going on in the globe some level of trauma that they might not have recognized or experienced before. So, so the book is about trauma, unpacking trauma, looking at trauma, the Enneagram and how it interfaces with trauma, and then the gifts of resilience that each of the nine Enneagram types have within them to access and explore a path to recovering from trauma. Yeah. You know, when I think about this, I, and, and, and when I think about what you referenced as personality types, I want to just make sure that people that are, are listening to the show, you know, have a sense of this, because the Enneagram, as we're looking at it, really brings some distinctions, to, you know, to the forefront for, for people. And, you know, the question then becomes, right, having all people um, experience trauma in the world today, but is there a differentiation between how people see them, how people see stress versus trauma? Um, I want to take a short break. When we come back, more with Renee, more with Sharon, more about the book. Hopefully, we'll find out more about it, its release date. But do we handle things differently? Did I handle something past the 20 months differently than another person? And, you know, what's What's my personality have to do with it? Maybe everything? Stay tuned, everybody. We'll be right back. Sometimes being human has its challenges. Our physical health falters, our spirits sag, our dreams don't immediately come to fruition. Welcome to the power of Maximum Medicine Radio. Join me, Doc Martin, in conversations that will blow your mind about healing. In our hit show, Doc Martin addresses the scientific with bridging to the mystical approaches to give you a new narrative about maximum medicine. In this live call-in show, we will journey into the extraordinary genius of the human body and talk about other beliefs that impact being your multidimensional self. We seek the seen and the unseen and explore the earthbound and the otherworldly, all with the purpose of calling forth the maximum you. To learn more about Doc Martin and Maximum Medicine, visit www.SharonMartinMD.com. Join the new earth on the Cornelia Stephanie show. Tune in each month as Cornelia takes listeners on an odyssey of higher consciousness to inspire, educate, and empower. Cornelia Stephanie is a spiritual teacher, passionate speaker, published author, and founder of the Empower Network. Cornelia guides people on the path of self-healing, peace, and liberation. For more information, go to CorneliaStephanie.com. Are you ready to get big and live your life out loud? Tune in to Get Big Out Loud Radio, exploring life through the lens of curiosity and compassion. With me, Carrie Knudsen, joining Dr. Pat live every second Monday at 10 a.m. Pacific, on TransformationTalkRadio.com. I will offer ideas to transform what you are thinking into conscious action. If you want to get big and live your life out loud, visit me at KnutsonSpeaks.com. Are you ready to find out who you really are? Are you ready to have fun and listen to the soul part of yourself? Indulge in a deeper meaning with Laura Goldstein, host of Coffee with the Universe. This show will awaken that true self hidden deep within you and will get you energized on who you were created to be. So go ahead, grab your cup of joe and experience Coffee with the Universe with Laura Goldstein on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Yeah, I love that movie. Boy, I tell you folks, I'm not going to give you the punchline, but yeah, everything you didn't know about Aretha Franklin had no idea maybe about Aretha Franklin but we're talking about something today that really taps in to that story if you've watched the movie so far if you haven't and that is you know we're really having this trauma meets the Enneagram 
and you know, and resiliency with Renee Siegel and Sharon Kate Ball joining us here today. They are co-authors of a book whose name will be revealed in a minute. Um, but the conversation really is, you know, looking at both of you have collaborated for the, you know, for this book to produce this body of work, right? Um, and the question really becomes, has everybody experienced trauma? You know, has everyone gone through trauma with all that's going on in the world today? And it's an interesting question. You know, the movie about Aretha Franklin is a very specific individual trauma. Um, and by the way, that is that experience Aretha Franklin went through is happening and has happened more than people even know. The statistics on that level of trauma, sexual abuse, just don't even touch it. But you've come forward to really talk about the book and talk about, you know, an, an approach to trauma recovery. I mean, let's talk a little bit about this and talk about the fact that both of you came together for a reason. And I don't know that we know the difference between stress and or trauma. And I think that's an important conversation to have. Renee, you want to take that? Start off with that? Yeah. I'm actually going to turn it over to, to, to Sharon to talk about, because she started to talk about, you know, the alarm clock going off and that stressful and that's good stress because some of us would never even get out of bed. So that's right. I'm going to let her unpack that even more because I think she laid a really strong foundation for that, that conversation. I, that's the, one of my favorite parts about the book, Dr. Pat, is the trauma chapter because our belief is until you're fully informed on trauma, you may not even know that you've experienced a trauma. And so when you ask the question, hasn't everyone experienced trauma, I would venture to say in our opinion, yes, they might not know it. And so that part of the book allows you to understand what stress is, little t trauma, or big T trauma, and then we unpack big T traumas, which you, you've already described, insidious trauma, chronic trauma, acute trauma. So it's power packed with a lot of knowledge so that you could find your, yourself in that continuum, whether you're experiencing stressor, like something that jolts you up, your alarm, but it, it's used for something that can motivate you to do, um, to get going. So you, you might get a little shot of cortisol, and that gets you up and out of bed, but it doesn't last. The anxiety from that stressful occurrence doesn't last longer than maybe a day or two days. You can go back to your normal way of life. Little T traumas are a little bit longer. They're symptomatic in nature or their symptoms in nature are longer um, than stress. And that could be something like a really difficult divorce. It could be a car accident, but you know, you nothing really major. You just feel sore and you're out of work for a couple of days, but you get back to normal life. Big T traumas impact your life significantly and your daily function. And we're looking at past 30 days typically because an acute trauma is between, you know, zero to 30 days and it, the symptoms will last. So, so when you think of big T traumas, um, you're, you're really wanting something that disrupts, you're not wanting it, but it's something that disrupts your body, your emotional response for longer than 30 days. And um, I would venture to say, I mean, Renee, you can unpack this as well. I, I would think most people have experienced at least a little T or a big T trauma. Yeah. yeah. I, I would think not only have they experienced a, a, a little T or a big T trauma, but because of the pandemic, and the, the length of the, you know, when you, it was perfect, the way that you were talking about this acute piece. And then we look at the, how chronic this experience of all of ours has been to navigate natural disasters happening with whether or not I should get a vaccinated with whether or not my relatives are safe with whether or not, you know, I'm going to be able to touch the people that I love. And all of these kinds of things have been going on for a long time. So that's where I think everybody has touched into a significant trauma. And I also want to add one thing that you talked about earlier, Sharon, and just to have our listeners and viewers really hear that the body is involved in this. This is not just an emotional, not just because our emotions can really be difficult for us, but this hijacks 
our ability to, to function and access clarity and, and discernment and, and making good decisions, all of those higher level intellectual functions, but it really has a strong set of symptoms that show up in the body. And maybe you'd like to share some of the more common things that show up in the body so people can maybe see whether or not check in with themselves around this too. Yeah, I love that, Renee, because we do, we know that the body can take um, kind of a snapshot of the trauma. It's, it's an experience that happens in the body. It remembers it and the body does not forget. So when we work with trauma victims, um, the body will be the last part of you to get on board. And that's because it does not feel safe. It has remembered all of the traumatic experience that you've had so it can help prevent it from happening again. And that's important and that's a good thing. However, it's good until it's not helpful for you. You know, you <laughs> might be in an actual safe place and still your body is responding in a way as if you are not safe. So some of those symptoms might look like heartbeat, um, you know, beating fast, um, going blank. You know, if you're nervous, anxiety can make you go blank. It can be illnesses. Uh, you can, your immune system can be destroyed by traumatic, chronic traumatic experiences. Even in acute trauma, um, when you're not having the ability to process it, it will continue to go on and on and on. And so that will wear down the body. Um, there are many, and that's the other part, Renee, about the book that I love. It's a small portion of the book, but it goes through all of the different systems of the body that can be affected. Right. Yeah. And, and, and just one last thing about the body is that although it's the last piece to uh, we often recognize it's kind of where we have to start oftentimes to reclaim, we got a little clue here, reclaim um, ourselves um, and, and, and come back, become, come back on, on, on track. And the field of psychology and mental health has often ignored the role of the body. And we really uh, very much uh, throughout the book, talk about the systems and even the practice interventions that we include in the book. So many of them are body-based because if we're not grounded in our body, our central or our nervous systems can't feel regulated. They feel really, you know, dysregulated. Hence that that uh, that phrase that you hear so often related to trauma. I'm in a state of fight, wanting to run away. I mean, wanting to fight, flight wanting to run away or freeze, feeling kind of paralyzed. And there's another one, Fawn, if you want to explore the book, you'll find out more about that as well. You know, and what I want to ask you both about is, you know, when you're looking at not just laying out the problem as beautifully as you've done in the book, but really connecting the dots. There are a lot of dots you connect in the book uh, for me. And what is what do I mean by that? And certainly bringing up the aspect that the body has really been left out of so many conversations. And to be honest with you, I don't actually know how that's happened, because if you go way back, I don't way back. It's not even way back. But if you go back to Jung and Freud and some of those folks, you know, it was really clear to Jung that there was a connection between what was going on and what people did. You know, as a matter of fact, you know, this, this Dr. Jung, this man was essentially responsible for the spiritual experience in all of the 12 step programs. And many people don't know that right. because he could not address the body issue of a man, Roland H. He, he, the man worked with Jung for a year to stop his addiction. And Jung is like, I can't do it now. That is a perfect example of what we need to connect in the field of psychology moving forward, right? right. Um, and I think, Sharon, you brought this up, but the point is that your book connects the dots. You bring this together. You bring it all together. You're talking about trauma, the body, and then like what? Mm -hmm. My personality type? Yeah, I want to add one thing there, you know, you because you've just walked us into a conversation that we could certainly have a total workshop or podcast of its own on. But you know, just in terms of the body, 
we have an, something in the field of mental health that's called CBT, cognitive behavioral therapy, that's been seen as the evidence-based best practice to use. And yet, that being said, and yet, when we look at trauma, it's ineffective, mostly ineffective. And that's because cognitive behavioral therapy says you have a thought and you have a, an emotion and then it creates a reaction. And that's very simplified. I don't want to be simplistic in it, but we don't have time to really unpack. No, that was good. Yeah. And, and what trauma has brought to mental health is the fact that no, it's not a thought and an emotion that creates a reaction. That the first thing, if you really look at quantum physics, the first place that information comes to us is in our body because we're trying to survive. We're, we're animals trying to survive and thrive in the world. And we can't do that without the brilliance of the body that's been left out of the conversation. It, and so it, trauma it, has given us that permission, right? We see this play out every day. I mean, you know, let's really stay with this. And then I want to jump to the book about this. We see this at an everyday lay person street smart level. Honestly, ask me what happened when I took a shortcut in Manhattan down a dark alley because I did not want to walk around four blocks in the winter. And I took a shortcut. And as I went down that alley, I heard footsteps behind me. Now, if you thought for a minute, I thought, hmm, wait a minute, I hear the footsteps behind me. Let me think for a minute. Should I turn around and look? But to see the foot, now they're walking faster. Let me now think about this. If I'd have thought about that, I'd be dead. I'll tell you what I did. I ran and I am not a runner. I got, I don't have runner legs. And I ran down the end of that alley faster than you could imagine. What was that? What did my body do that my mind didn't have time to even think about right there? Well, that's the override of instinct. It's your gut response to what is going on around you. And that's, what, that's where this all ties into your type as well. Each of us have a different way of responding, but we will all typically respond out of our gut instinct. And that's what we've left out. So if we respond with our body, with the initial reaction, then just as Renee said, we have to heal our body with the first step. I got to tell you, when Carolyn Mace first came on the scene, I did a bunch of interviews with her. Um, and some of my toughest interviews were with Carolyn Mace. But then after I got to know her and after she called me stupid three times in an interview, jokingly, but the listeners didn't think so. I never forgot why she did that. Because Carolyn's whole thing is you have a tissue issue. And it was such a brilliant move on her part to really zoom into a hot button of mine and then target it to see how I would react. And when I heard the term tissue issue, I don't think to this day, and hopefully your book will help us understand what that meant, because she didn't really take it. She didn't really take it to the place that you took it. But some, somebody that gets called stupid by a Carolyn Mace in a show might go crazy. I laughed my butt off, to be honest with you. So I don't know how the personality type and what we're going to talk about, what you have in the book, because I think this is brilliant. You know, if that would have been Linda on the other side of that interview, right, I can only imagine what the response was going to be. But me? I'm like, okay. I said, Carolyn, it is not the first time I've been called that. But guess what? You're on my show. Stupid is as stupid does, right? Let's take a short break. When we come back, when we come back, what is it that we need? What do we need? Why did Renee and Sharon write this book? This is a word we have got to remember right now. Resilience, resiliency, we've got to play this out. But why have most resilient models failed? I'll tell you why, but I'm not going to tell you why. They're going to tell you why, because they have the solution in the book. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. 
Tune in to The Truth is Funny with Colette Steffen each Wednesday at 8 a.m. Pacific, 11 a.m. Eastern on TransformationTalkRadio.com. This hit show will have you thinking outside the box and riding the wave of infinite potential. Join Colette on the Higher Self Network, inspiring listeners to shine their brilliance and ensure success while roaring with laughter as they recognize the humor of the giant cosmic joke. Visit TheTruthIsFunny.com. Welcome to Soul Activation Podcast, a world-class broadcast of insight and inspiration with the renowned healer and coach, Suzanne Alexandria. In this series, she dives deep into the magical sea of you, to the place in you that's ready to activate. Tune in live every second and fourth Monday at 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. Eastern on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Stuck in a roundabout of dysfunction? Stop circling around difficult issues and find out what's been holding you back. Learn how to speak your truth to power with host Dr. Kathy Aubert. Create real change with smart tools and smart strategies. No frills, no fluff, just life-changing conversations to help get you where you want to be. Extend your reach and become an agent for real change with Kathy Aubert. For more information on Kathy and her work, please visit drkathyobear.com. That's drkathyobear.com. Tune in to the show Heart Change Consciousness with me, Dr. Trish DeRocher, as stories of inspired activism come to life. Listening to conversations with your favorite authors, change makers, and many more who practice inspired spiritual activism and transform vulnerabilities into sources of strength. Let's be inspired together through my show, Heart Change Consciousness, on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Hi, I'm Patricia McNair, host of Divine Guidance with Patricia, and I'm here to help you live a more authentic, spiritually connected life. Join me every first and third Wednesday at 9 a.m. Pacific on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Being who you are in everyday life is the key to unlocking soul wisdom within that our whole self already knows. Get ready to embrace your spiritual, mental, and emotional well-being, your whole being. Discover your gifts and strengthen your connection to spirit. We will explore earth guidance, divine truth, and love, past life lessons, and so much more. So listen in to Divine Guidance with Patricia and join in your personal adventure to triggering, opening, validating, and being all that you are. For more information about me, visit divineguidance.earth. You're driven, and it totally shows. Your career is taking off, you're killing it in the mom game. But did your health needs make it on the plate this week? Tune in to the Boss Up Babe radio show, where Carissa Adkins helps babes show up, boss up, and thrive. Every second and fourth Tuesday at 12.30 p.m. Pacific on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Become the boss babe you were meant to be. To sign up for one of Carissa's group coaching programs, visit 365dailyhustle.com. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. Welcome back. This is this is so great to have Renee Siegel and Sharon K. Ball joining us here today. They are co-authors of a book we're about to tell you about today. But more importantly, it is this book that enables us to understand and look at trauma in the world, trauma we're experiencing, understand it, understand the differences, but also more importantly, understand what the impact of that is. You know, if you listen to the last show that I just did with Jennifer, you heard me talk about my research on what is called affect in the world. Affect is how do you respond to things? How do you feel about it? You know, how do you then have social behaviors about it? You know, but none of that has to do with the body. And it is a conversation that gets left out across the board, but not today. Um, Renee, Sharon, thank you for today. Renee, can you tell us about the book and also how we can find out about each of you? Sure. So we're going to give you the title of the book because it's brand new and hot off the press. We've gone through all sorts of of ways of examining how we wanted to title the book, but the book is called Reclaiming You, How the Enneagram Helps You Discover Resilience from the Impact of Trauma. And the Reclaiming You is because there is something 
innately present in each of us that exists that's covered up and we have very, very little access to while we're traumatized that we're, we're working to unpack and reveal. And that's a gift of resilience that each of the Enneagram types have. Um, and so we're, uh, we're hoping that the Kindle edition of our book will be available on December 1st and usually two months, 60 days after that, they're on the shelves in hard print and they'll be available through Amazon and all the other places that you generally get books. And um, if you want more information about each of us, I'll start first. Um, you can find out about me, Renee Siegel, at uh, my website, which is urpurepotential.com. That's the letter U, the letter R, the word purepotential.com. And Sharon, take it away. Yes. So I love Renee. I love the name of the book, Reclaiming You. And um, for for many reasons, but for one, I have so many people come into my office who are either survivors of trauma or family members who have had someone who's been traumatized. And one of the questions they'll ask me is, where did I go? I don't feel mm -hmm. like me. What happened to me? And I'm consistently saying, oh, you're still there. Like, you're there, hold on, let the process unfold. We're going to find you again. Like, like we'll come back full circle. And the bonus part is the resilience that you have within you is like, you're going to see it in full throttle um, once you work through the process. And so the reclaiming you is where I get excited about because you do end up finding yourself, even though you've been buried under trauma, you can find me Sharon K ball at the number nine, paths p-a-t-h-s dot com nine paths dot com and um you know i'm, I'm excited renee it, it's taken us a while to find this title <laughs> we have it now yes yes um and you know now that you have the title and you have the book really you know what you're bringing forward is a conversation about resilience but also about the Enneagram. And we should talk a little bit about what that is for people in case they don't know. So there are, the Enneagram is a very, very ancient um, uh, field of study, but it's basically the word Enneagram just means a diagram of nine. And if you were to go and Google Enneagram, you'd see the picture of the Enneagram. I can uh, show you a picture of the Enneagram. Here it is. This is the Enneagram. So it's nine points on a diagram. And you'll see on this diagram that in the Enneagram, there are triads or groups of three uh, types within each triad, a body type, a heart type, and a head type. And um, each of the nine types sits within one of those triads. And it, it is part of one of those centers of intelligence. So we have a body intelligence that we've been alluding to. We have a heart intelligence that we'll talk more about. And we have a head intelligence that we generally pay attention to. So we talk about intelligence in general, we're generally paying attention to this part of our intelligence, the part of us that strategizes and maps and uses discernment and this, that, and the other that goes offline during trauma. So even though one of those personality types is, and you only have one Enneagram type, um, one of those types is your type. We all need to access all of those portals, all of those centers, all of those ways of knowing in order to be fully integrated. And clearly the one that is hijacked the most is our ability to think clearly. And the one that we start with in resolving trauma is generally the body, getting back in our body, bringing our central nervous system or our nervous system to a place of calm that operates within a way that we can, you know, think clearly, because when we're traumatized, that's the last thing in the world we need to do is to think clearly that um, example you gave of running in the alley. Clearly, your life was saved by your instinct to run, not think it out. So Sharon, would you unpack the more about the Enneagram and the types and these centers and all? Well, you know, in each center are three types to make up of our, our nine types. And what I love about the book is we unpack for each type a vulnerability to trauma and a resilience factor towards trauma. 
So each type, Dr. Pat, as you um, were talking about earlier on in the show, do we all respond to trauma differently? How do we do this? Yes, we believe so. And if only we ourselves knew our own type, if only our spouses, our family members, if only our clinician who's working with us to resolve trauma knew how we were uniquely designed, um, even, you know, like the fingerprint, we each have our own fingerprint design, how we respond to trauma and heal from trauma is going to be unique as well. And that comes from our personality type, as well as environmental factors from growing up. The whole shebang gets, you know, stirred up into this little pot of stew. So it's important to look at that trauma resolution and moving towards uh, resilience as unique. That's one thing. So each type does. And Renee, the vulnerabilities that each type has and then the resilience is so key. And each story that we unpack with trauma of a trauma story, we also give readers the idea if you were in, if you're a different type, but you were found in that story, let's say domestic violence, here's how your type would show up. Here's how you would be vulnerable to domestic violence. So I want to give you an example. I'm a type three, and let's say I was trapped in domestic violence. My vulnerability to that domestic violence as a type three, the achiever, the performer, the one who's like all about getting to the end game or worried about what other people think, I might be a good secret keeper. And in abusive situations, secrets are very powerful anyways. But then when you add my overlay of type, I might keep secrets and not ask for help even extra long because of my type. And then my resilience trait, um, Renee, what would the type three, even coming for me coming out of an, a domestic violence situation, what might my type three find their way out? Something good about me, please tell me there's something good. <laughs> there's tons good. There's tons, tons, tons good. But trying to find a solution. I mean, you know, threes have and just this innate resilience um, and, and desire to fix it, to, to, um, to find a, a solution that's effective and proficient and, and considers lots of, 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 of things in terms of doing it well. Um, and so they might, a uh, type three might find a lot of resources that are, are available and really be clear about which ones are going to be the most effective resources. They might, instead of just looking at a large body of resources, they'd be very clear about which ones were close to their home and which ones were there, were accessible and how they were going to be able to get there and, and think through once they're in a safe position. And this is where the body plays such an important part. So once the the nervous system is in a calmer place. Once we can create that sense of a, of a little bit of calm, then the three's resilience skills of performing, being effective and proficient come back online and they can move through trauma differently than, than another type might because not every type can do that at all. Yeah, you know, this is really for me when I think about this, you know, I think about how you've brought together different aspects of, of who we are for a, an end game. And the end game, I, I believe, is this idea of resilience. And, you know, I love the question, tell me something good about my being a three. And I'm sure that people look at that and they just look, they don't look at what's good when they find out a result. And, you know, the conversation that becomes, tell me something good. But the point is, there's good in all of the types. Yeah. And I think we have to really think about that, because I think what you're saying is, if we understand this, then we're going to understand how we react to trauma. We're going to understand maybe what, what happens with us along the way. And, and then, based on awareness, we can then create a pathway to resilience, because I think that's what you're talking about, too. And resilience isn't just like its old reference, and it is an old reference, you know, which talked mostly about the mental state. We're talking about a resilience holistically. We're talking about the, the whole of us, aren't you, in this book? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I love that you use the word holistic because there is a resilience that we can describe in terms of 
you know, these factors that um, are, are, we're proficient at or whatever, or an idea. There's also a resilience that exists as a higher level of what we call the virtue of our type, which is a spiritual quality that each one of us essentially is gifted through in our type, you know, the, and so when we look at a higher level of an emotional quality as well, well as a higher level of an idea, um, and that's a kind of an advanced Enneagram study that we could talk way more about, but we do have a higher level of thinking, a higher level of feeling, and we all have the capability and capacity to find through our type a grounded level of presence. So now we're talking about back to our centers again. We're talking about accessing a higher idea, a higher emotion, uh, the idea in the head, the emotion in the heart, and a way of accessing a grounded way of just sitting and being present to what is uh, in the body. And I think that Dr. Pat Renee is hitting something so key. This is sustainable. So when we typically talk about resilience, you know, the common way of looking at it's just bouncing back from something bad, right? Just your bounce back factor. No, we are, we are digging really deep into a resilience that is sustainable. You know, being able to look at those good inner traits that you have that you might need to be reminded of. Hey, tell me, you know, um, oftentimes I'll say to my clients, you know, I believe in you. I believe you have this, this, and this. If you don't believe it, use the bridge, you know, let borrow my faith in you, borrow my belief until you can yourself believe that there's this resilience in you. And it is the, it is accessing all three centers and that's, what's going to make it sustainable through these hardships. Yeah. You know, it's really interesting. We're talking about this. I mean, and and let's have some examples. I found out that a medication that I had been prescribed by my doctor after two knee replacements, it's a special medication for nerves that are a little bit touchy, right? One of my knees had a little nerve touchy issue. So I get this prescription and I take it loyally. And then all of a sudden I'm noticing something change. And I said to Linda, I said, I have got to get at the bottom of why my body's changing and why I'm, why I'm retaining weight and I'm not doing anything different. So I do the research on this drug. So here I find out all of this information and I immediately take action. I go, blah, 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 doctor. I am taking myself off the drug. Linda's like, I don't think you should do that. You should call your doctor. And what you should do is you should find out. And I said, no, my doctor's going to keep me on the medication. I don't want to be on the medication. I'm going to wean myself off. And she's, and she's more like, no, call the doctor. Let the doctor wean you off. And I'm like, no, I'm going to wean myself off because I've read enough about the damn medication. And I'm telling you that stories of people gaining weight and not eating anymore from this medication, I'm just not doing it. And that to me is, you know, two different types. Now, there's some sanity in what Linda's saying to me. So I did type my doctor an email and I told him what I was doing. (laughs) But, you know, this is what we're talking about. I mean, for me, this is an experience that, you know, is affecting my body. And people don't realize that what we're going through and, you know, we're talking about levels of abuse that affect us, but we're also talking about things that are not so obvious. And that's the experience of 20 months. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I want to jump in because you talked about, um, you know, taking action and, you know, there are, there is a group of, of types in the Enneagram and they don't all just sit in one triad that are more likely to take action. But when you have a traumatic event, sometimes we are, there's some level of impairment in our taking action, even for those of us who would generally take action. Sometimes it's because it's not within our control to take action, external kinds of situations. 
And sometimes other things happen and they hijack our ability to take action. And sometimes there's a whole internal kind of working of being so fearful that I, I'm paralyzed and I don't feel like I can take action. So if you have, this is just a, a great Enneagram teaching moment. <laughs> you have an internal experience of being kind of fearful already about taking action. And then you encounter an event that paralyzes you even further. Right. And you now have a double whammy in terms of trying to access your ability to move forward and do anything, right? Yep. Yep. And let me ask you both. If there was ever a time, I know we've got three minutes left. If there was ever a time to experience double whammies, it's what we are going through. Now, the short version for me is I watched my sister die on a hospital floor at 450 pounds. So anything where I don't have a sense of control of my body, anything like that is going to hit me sideways, right? Mm -hmm. And I will jump to action, whether or not, whether or not I should get off that mat. There's something that I'm going to do. But this is the world we're living in. Some people will take action in response to trauma, and it may not be for the benefit of who they are. You know, and isn't your book providing us a pathway beyond understanding, but a pathway to understand to the point where we can gain resilience in the world. And that's my last question for each of you. And again, thank you for today. Please tell people how they can find out about this. Do you want to start? Yes. So I, I'm excited, um, Dr. Pat, because when you say how can people move forward, I think collectively we all need this book. Um, in order for us to heal the emotional trauma of the pandemic, we all need to be reading about trauma. And then you're right, the, the pandemic sits right above whatever was underneath individually. And then, you know, it's kind of like being pushed down. And so you can find the book, hopefully will be released December 1st. Um, my website is ninepaths.com. And um, Reclaiming You is the name of the book. Uh, you can put in your email address. And uh, Renee, you said Kindle versions will be free, correct? Kindle versions through the first, anybody who submits their email address um, through watching the show until our release date on December 1st, we'll collect those email addresses and send a Kindle version free to anybody wow. who, who subscribes. And uh, you can find out um, or you can sign up at my website, which is urpurepotential.com. Uh, That's the letter U, the letter R, purepotential.com. And our book, Reclaiming You, How the Enneagram Helps You Discover Resilience from the Impact of Trauma, is what we're here to talk about today. And we are so thankful, Dr. Pat, that you gave us the platform and the opportunity to speak with your viewers yeah. and listeners about this important topic. Thank it's you. It's so very much. important. Yeah, and the book is brilliant in the way you've laid it out and explained to us what we may be experienced in, in terms that we can understand. And hopefully this will be able to take people on that pathway, you know, the pathway to healing, right? Yeah. Yes. Mm. Sharon, uh, comments, anybody? I'd love to know your personal message, each of you. What do you want to leave us with? Well, I think for me, it's, you're not alone, you know, um, you're not alone. And there's always someone who you can talk to about trauma and reach out. Trauma can make you feel like um, you're the only one and mm -hmm. you're not. Yeah. 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 And, and I, I just piggyback on that. I think the idea that we sit in any type of discomfort all by ourselves, that sense of isolation is, is awful. And you're not mm -hmm. alone everybody has a an experience right now even if it may not be the exact same experience of you that yeah. you've had uh, of trauma and do reach out mm -hmm. 